You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the It's Always Draft Season podcast, part of the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Jake Schwink, here as always with Mason Thompson. Mason, how you doing, man? It's been a little while since we've recorded, um, but how are things? Um, they're all right. Uh, finals week just finished up. Uh, about to move back home, but got this last week. So we figured, hey, grind out the rest of these draft reviews uh, about three weeks after the fact, but yeah, we're good. And then we'll get into some more in-depth stuff. I have some few a few projects going on. I'm sure you do as well. So yeah. we'll get into those a little bit more. We like to slowly digest the drafts. Yes. You know, we, we didn't want to quick snap grades at you. We wanted to digest the draft. And that, that's kind of what we did here. Um, but yeah, today we're going to go through the AFC North and the NFC North. Yes, Packer fans get excited. We're actually going to fully grade uh, the draft. Um, if there are any Ravens fans listening, this is when you want to tune in. Uh, this is going to be lovely. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we're going to start out with the, the Baltimore Ravens uh, in the AFC North. Yeah, so going through the picks here, uh, round one, pick 14, pick Kyle Hamilton, safety in our name. And at 25, they take Tyler Linderbaum, the center from Iowa, after trading away Marquise Brown for that selection. Come back at pick 45, they get David Ojabo, that rusher from Michigan. Pick 76, Travis Jones, defensive tackle from Connecticut. Pick 110, Daniel Falale, uh, attack from Minnesota. Pick 119, Jalen Armour Davis, corner from Alabama. Pick 128, Charlie Kohler, tight end from Iowa State. Pick 130, yes, they had so many fourth-round picks. This is nuts. Uh, Jordan Stout, punter from Penn State. Pick 139, Isaiah Likely, a tight end from Coastal Carolina. Pick 141, Demarion Williams, a corner from Houston. And rounded out at pick 196 with Tyler Beatty, the running back from Missouri. So, Mason, I'm going to throw it to you. You can do your little love fest spiel, and then I will do mine. Uh, just let's talk about the Ravens draft. So, didn't we, like, call this, like, weeks leading up to the draft, how it was just going to be, like, no matter what, Baltimore's going to take any player we want and everything? Well, yeah, I because think, yeah. We, we were a few weeks out, and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, Baltimore has all these fourth-round picks. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, expect to find starters there because they're going to right like every i think every time we like said a player's name both of us were just like oh watch them go to baltimore watch them go to baltimore because that's what baltimore does is they just take good players i don't know who it was on twitter but they said like eric DaCosta has to be as like like a burner account on draft player just looking at everybody's draft boards and just like meshing them together and getting this how because I called it like so many, it, everybody knew that David Ojabo was going to Baltimore in some way or another. It was the most obvious thing ever, and the league still let it happen. Um, Daniel Falele, that's 
how do we let that happen? The one team that can develop those players because they did it with Orlando Brown. Um, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but my buddy Jack, who I played Xbox with for years, he was on our draft stream because he writes like uh, motorsports with us and stuff. He was like, he wanted Jalen Armour game so bad, so bad for the people. And he literally said, with that pick, if it's Jalen Armour Davis, I'm going to freak out. And Chris said, Jalen Armour. And he's like, are you kidding me? And it felt like you were doing that the whole entire draft, even with the last selection. Yeah. How did they get Tyler Beatty that late? It's... I mean, size, but like, still. But still. And then you get two tight ends that can contribute right away. Sure, you let go of your receiver, but Devin Duvernay's season, sure. James Prochet season. James Prochet and Devin DuVernay plus yeah. Tylen Wallace. Tylen Wallace. You're set. Yeah. Also Aaron shot Bateman to the moon. Year yeah. Two, by the I way. mean, oh, it's stupid. The, it, what are the odds after like Baltimore winning the Super Bowl right now? I don't know, but I've, oh, no, I do know. Oh, it's, it's actually quite favorable and I've bet it. Because um, <laughs> I would smash it. I, I have bet it. I be, I bet it even before the draft because everybody yeah. usually they have everybody coming back. Yes. Like they had so many injuries, they nearly made it. Right now it's plus two thousand. Like that's yeah, just like, smash it. for free money. Smash um, it. But seriously, like, okay, so at 14, they take Kyle Hamilton, right? And so everybody's like, Well, it's gonna be Jordan Davis. Eagles move up yeah. two spots to get ahead of him, take him. It's like, well, okay, fine, we'll just take Kyle Hamilton there. And which is totally good. And like I I love that. Um then they they move Marquise Brown doesn't even ma- doesn't even matter it feels like because then they come away with Linderbaum even after moving back <laughs> two spots like, okay well the only thing I think that would keep this from being a like eighteen pluses is how that is going to work because yeah. Linderbaum's fit was always like wide zone outside zone yes. it was like okay the, the the specific fit for him was like six to seven teams potentially maybe a few more that could make it work. Baltimore is so very much power that, like, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. To see how this how this matches. Falele, that's perfect. Like, there's that's perfect. That's that's who you would expect in the draft, right? So they do that. Literally, Travis Jones was mocked in the first. He was mocked <laughs> in the first. They got him at seventy six, guys. They were like, oh, we can't get Jordan Davis. Fine. We'll just get like, you know, 85% of him in the third round and <laughs> really good, by the way. And, you know, he's a great player. And then, of course, the guy who they were projected to pick at 14 until this guy got hurt, David Jabo. He's a pick at 45 and they could just they relax because they're in a long build and they, they're going to be contending for a while. So it doesn't really matter if he just plays this season or not. He comes back late in the season. Goodness. Uh, you have another edge rusher who like. Odafe Owe can just be there, be there in an instant at the quarterback. And oh, we look, we know Lamar Jackson loves to throw over the middle field. Guess what? We got two yeah. more guys who can work the middle field Charlie Kohler, Isaiah Likely. One of them is just, one of them is just basically a receiver. <laughs> I mean, the other one's just this ridiculous red zone threat with ridiculous yeah. body control. And then they, I think they took the best punter in the draft. I know a lot of people think punt God's better because he kicks it further. Uh, Jordan sells way better. In terms of pinning it deep, takes- way better. The 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 difference is stark when they're punting from like the forty, their own forty, close to midfield. Like Stout is way better yeah. at pinning deep, but obviously Ariza can drag you out of a deep hole much better. But like, still Jordan Stout good, and then Demarion Williams. I took a look at him. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty to work yeah. with there, 
And the cornerback room's loaded anyway now because they've got him and Armour Davis, right? So Peters is coming back. You know, you have Humphrey. Like, this is this is good. It's insane. And then they get a pass-catching running back, which we don't know about Dobbins, right? Like, this is been, – he, he's been hurt, and so we haven't got to see him a lot. Like, it's a good pass-catching back. I don't even know what to say about this Ravens team. Like, I – like, obviously, not all of these guys are going to be really good. Like, we know this. Yeah. But if they get, like, legitimately, like, if they get three starters, and let's just even say Travis Jones becomes, like, a rotational guy who's a good rotational guy. Like, that's their good rotational guy. One of the two corners might hit. One of the two tight ends might hit. i just never seen anybody have this many fourth-round picks. So, we could be looking <laughs> at, like, a draft where you're like, oh, we got a lot of role players and potentially our punter for, I don't know how yeah. long. Like, Did you – did you see what Chris Ballard said about not having a fourth round pick? Yes. I, I believe we talked about this when yeah, we recorded we the, the post we did, yeah. draft weekend, like show, like we might've done it. Like last bleeding, he's bleeding out yeah. basically yeah. watching Baltimore pick with all these. The cost is just a madman, and it's insane. The draft is like his, his playground. And he has like a velvet rope around the playground where he lets the other 31 GMs come in once in a while. Yeah, because he owns it. And every year, somehow we're shocked. But we shouldn't be because yeah, no. it's just it's that good. So. Do we even have to say the grade? I mean, my grades A plus. Yeah, What's yours. A plus. OK, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't know what else they could have done. That would have made me like, oh, I'm, I'm all the way in. Like, I, I feel like. If they were going to take a center, obviously losing Bozeman, I'm not sure who I, even though the scheme fit isn't great, like I'm yeah. not sure I would have wanted anybody else, no. truthfully. Like, I just don't, Jurgens, Parham, like, I just feel like those guys, you're, you're talking about yeah. the same things and they're not as good players. Yeah. It's like, you're going to wait like for Lindstrom or somebody like that. Maybe, I guess. But like, if I was going to take one, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, got the Ravens out of the way. Uh, this darnest they're really good at this uh okay on to cincinnati Bengals here um Pain. okay so at 31 they took jackson hill um mason Pain. and i were both very upset about that because the packers didn't take him um pick 60 they took cam taylor Britt, corner from nebraska pick 95 they took zachary carter the versatile defensive lineman i'm not even calling him a defensive end he's, he's a yeah. versatile defensive lineman from florida Pick 136, they took Cordell Volson, the guard from North Dakota State. They have him listed as a guard on NFL.com. Interesting. He's played tackle as well. Uh, pick 166, they took Tyson Anderson, the safety from Toledo. And then they rounded out 252 with Jeffrey Gunter, the edge rusher from Coastal Carolina. So nowhere near as many picks as the Ravens. I think yeah, no. they had as many picks as the Ravens had fourth-round picks. I'm going to make they sure did. I have that correct. <laughs> they did uh one two three yeah okay so yep. the ravens had four as many fourth round picks as the Bengals had picks that's good um <laughs> and i hate just i'm gonna kick it to you mason but i feel like the ravens honestly did better with just their fourths maybe than this but there's some things to like yeah i, I mean let's I see like, what you I, I'll, I'll throw it to you see what you i like it because you could clearly tell what they wanted to improve yeah. upon because yeah. they spent three picks in the secondary um I'm not 100% sure the full statistics of who is all uh, free agents. I know Bates is obviously on the franchise tag. 
I think Von Bell is a free agent. If I yes, am correct, yes, hundred percent, yes. So they clearly wanted to do something with that safety room. Obviously, getting Daxton Hill wasn't even really a safety per se because he plays everywhere. Um, yeah. You also get Tyson Anderson, but you also grab Cam Taylor Brett, and you also trade down doing so. If yes. I did, they trade down or did they trade up? Um, they traded up. Yeah, because they. Yep, they had sixty-three. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's right. They did. I'm guessing that was with Buffalo, if I'm correct, if I'm remembering correctly. But it they needed – through Buffalo from Tampa. So, all yeah, these so picks get Buffalo. moved around. Yeah, the pick 166 Tampa. was in five teams' hands at one point. It's just <laughs> wow. it's absurd how much these picks move. But, but I mean, after, after Andrew Brooks got taken, there was a big drop-off in terms of, like, cornerbacks. I think that's right because it was McCreary and then yeah, Gordon McCreary that went. went yeah. And Gordon went before him yeah. both. So with Cam Taylor Brent, sure. Maybe like a round early. I don't I'm not hundred percent sure where everyone else had him, but they clearly wanted to attack the secondary. Um I actually was a big fan. I it, I felt like everybody was taking Jeffrey Gunner in their center yes. round box. 100%. Like everybody. Yep. So they got him. Um taking Cordell Volson whatever they did was Impressive for me, at least. So savvy. I like because, yeah, that's the only offensive lineman they took, but did they really need to take any more at this point? Maybe, but they did shore up a lot of it. I'm feeling a lot more confident than I did in the last three years. Yeah, but, 100%. I mean, it, it seems like you're a little bit low on it, but overall, I liked it. I mean, I didn't give it like a D or anything. Yeah, no. Right. But, yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I think. Taylor Britt, I, a little iffy on, I, I can yeah. see, I see the path. I see the path for him being a starter. Like, I think he's really patient. He, he, some of these big 10 corners, I feel like we just didn't talk about as much throughout the process as we should have. Like, yeah. Cashel Fields, Fayon Hicks, like all these guys, like big 10 had good corners. Uh, and, and Taylor Britt was definitely one of them. Just wonder, you know, is he going to potentially be a slot? Like, I know they're going to, yeah. they're obviously going to try him outside. Um, but then again, Daxton Hill could play slot. So like, is that redundant? We don't know because of where we don't know what Daxton is going to yeah. play. Is he going to play robber in, in what Von Bell does a lot, or they're going to move him outside corner. There was talk about that potentially as you know, we, we, the draft was wrapping up. Like, I don't know. I don't hate the Carter pick. I just don't know where they're playing. They're going to play him. Yeah. Because this, you, they, they, the, the Bengals have played a lot of a lot of cover one. Yes, they they stuck in that. They and and they had the two dudes up front in Hill and um, Reader, right? Yes. Yeah, is that right? Yep. I think those. Yes. Yeah, those. They spent a front, bunch of money on Reader. Yeah. So and they just paid Hill this offseason yeah. to come back. So they have those two dudes just basically standing up there, taking on three guys yeah. in the middle, which is very good for them. And they have a lot of linebackers. like. They sit in that a lot. So I don't know if, if they think Carter can play on the edge, that's fine. Then I then I like that. Yeah. Um, Gunter's another rotational piece. That's fine. Anderson, that's probably special teams. I mean, it's it's yes. a long build for him. Death, the tools are there. That's that makes sense at 166. I mean, Folson, can he play tackle? That's that's the question. Yeah. Um, I don't think he needs to right away. He doesn't need to. No, yeah, I would I would agree. Obviously not. After Lyle Collins, what are they at tackle is the question. Like, I like it's easy to be like, oh, yeah, you should probably pick up a third tackle. Like, we're yes. sitting here in our chairs basically saying that. But, like, listen, you can't get Joe Burrow hurt. Uh, no, not again. 
it can't happen again. And he got sacked nine times against Tennessee. Yep. And do you remember how in the Super Bowl it he was, was pressured like a ton? Six or seven. It was six, right? I think it was. At least I think it was so six like, because it didn't really happen in the first half, and then like also in the second half it was just like swarmed. So. Yeah. So my only thing, and and they threw a lot of resources at it, like yes, in, in free agency, right? So they 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 got Alex Kappa, you know, they get Lyle Collins, like they Karras. added Karras, yeah, that's right, to potentially be backup starting. So I don't know how that's working. Um, who's who's going to start? I mean, clearly they Burrow has talked about Trey Hill, I believe is who it is. I think yikes, uh, as the like the guy like he likes him under center, so like I. I mean, unless fine. they have, but I just don't know. Like, if Bolson's right. another guard, I just feel like they have so many guards. So, like, yes, if, if he's not playing tackle, like, I, I don't, I don't know if I like that because I think you know, even the Bears threw like a ton of picks, and we're going to get to them at, at offensive line. They threw a couple of tackle, which I thought was a good idea. So I'm just wondering if they didn't get a swing tackler and they just kind of yeah to the interior. That's kind of fine, I guess. So overall, I think it's fine. I think a lot of it, in my opinion hinges on how good cam Taylor Britt is yes um if he doesn't if he doesn't pan out then you're looking at hopefully hill as your headliner now at 31 you know to be von bell but he's also going to cover the slot maybe he plays outside yeah. corner and maybe he's just better than taylor Britt. who knows i, I yeah. that could be possible and then it's like well then does the rest of the draft matter but you you have enough picks here to kind of in a deeper draft hopefully get some starters Carter can be that. It's just, is he going to be on the edge? Yeah. And I was like, well, okay then. So I'm kind of hit or miss. I'm going to give my grade first base. I, I gave it a B minus. I don't hate it. Um, it's kind of middle of the road to me. Like I said, it, a lot of it hinges on the day two picks. Cause I think he'll be good, but you're kind of, again, to win the draft, you're kind of looking for two starters, maybe three. And yeah. they just have a lot of picks and you know, I, they, they maybe got some role players here, but I gave it a B minus. I gave it a B. Uh, I think it was clear that they wanted some sort of, obviously, defensive help in the secondary, but they also wanted versatility kind of all over the place. So, Yeah, they, they revamped the secondary because it was clearly an issue down the stretch. I mean, in, in, in postseason games, not just yeah. down the stretch in general, but in postseason games, it was, yeah, I mean. So, I thought, yeah, the Bengals did fine, so we're going to move to Cleveland now. Um Obviously, Cleveland moved a ton of their picks for for Deshaun Watson. So losing their first and a, a bevy of picks, and obviously yeah. three firsts, a bevy of picks after that um, on like day two. But they moved back from 44 all the way to 68 to start this thing off for them. And they moved back to 68. They select uh, Martin Emerson, corner from Mississippi State. Pick 78, they get Alex Wright, defensive end from UAB. Pick 99, David Bell, wide receiver, Purdue. Pick 108, Perrion Winfrey, defensive tackle, Oklahoma. Pick 124, they go Cade York, the kicker out of LSU. Uh, 156, they took Jerome Ford, running back for Cincinnati. 202, they took Mike Woods, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Maybe not somebody who's on a ton of the radars, but. Pick 223, they took Isaiah Thomas, edge rush from Oklahoma, and then they finished up at 246, taking Dawson Deaton, center from Texas Tech. Mason, how how do you think this, this kind of went for, for the Cleveland Browns? Those third-round selections, like, I remember, like, looking at it. I didn't realize that they had three, but, like, looking back at it, I 
graded everything like this morning, but I was like, whoa, you still got those three players in the third round. Like the trio of them, because like a lot of yeah. people didn't, a lot of like the big media didn't like Alex Wright for whatever reason, because they had some of these mocks like, simulators had him like fifth, sixth round, which yeah. didn't make any sense. But if you turned on the tape, you could see that they didn't know team went near Alex Wright. And he still was making plays. And then you get David Bell in the third round after the first round hype died off few months ago obviously yeah um, he might be there two this year <laughs> two or at least three yeah depending on how people's jones and shorts kind of develop yeah but uh our original thought was kind of they were going to go defensive line in the second round and we were talking about like period one three there yes and he slips to them in the fourth um it's always a, like a Cleveland thing to do is like take a stab at a running back too, <laughs> in like yes, day three. Absolutely, because like they have their obvious big two, and then Dearness Johnson showed he could flash last year, and then they took Jerome Ford just because why not? I guess. But yeah, I felt like they kind of put it all together a little bit here with this draft, a little bit more than people would like to think, especially because they didn't have a pick the first two rounds. Yeah, so moving out of. 44 like i i get it so they move back 24 spots and that it's a long way and i think they still managed to get it however you're tiering guys probably tier three yeah. at corner which at 68 feel pretty okay about alex wright obviously love that pick uh you said you said big draft media wasn't high enough i think the only one who had him relatively in that range in the big draft media was i think dane brugler who i kind of yeah. i think moved him into like 90 i think it was around that potentially range, right? yeah somewhere he moved him up there i think maybe a few weeks before the draft um yeah david bell so the thing with bell is i think i i fully expect cleveland to be a lot of 12 yeah because they've done that a lot i, I mean, don't see them moving off of it a ton i mean they'll probably be in some 11 with Watson. yeah i think they'll definitely do that and that's where i think bell could be the power slot in a lot of those looks because this is chain mover. This is no nonsense. I'm not ma- trying to make, you know, three guys miss in space before I make a move up the field. This is no nonsense. I smart yak player. And again, just does all the little things well. And, you know, I, and I think that like, that's just something I, I think Watson will appreciate at receiver. And next, next to like Amari Cooper, I no matter what, like people's Jones and Schwartz, like people's Jones and Schwartz are probably going to be doing the same thing yeah, for the most part from now on. And you have your chain mover and then you have your guy who does all three levels really with Cooper. So I like the bell pick Winfrey. The only thing is, is yeah, he's the pass rushing defensive tackle for sure. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, with Wright and Winfrey, I do feel like there's going to be a learning curve for both of them. Which is again fine with right, depending on if they bring back Clowney, I guess. Yeah. Um I I do think Winfrey's got a little ways to go in terms of pad level. I think there's a lot of technique to work on, but if you're just asking him to slant, like that's good with me. Uh kicker. Why? <laughs> yeah. Um why are you doing that? Ford, I we I think a lot of people like Jerome Ford. I think yes. a lot of sense. I just but like you said, they're like loaded running back they even took felton last yeah. year to kind of be I an offensive weapon type yeah yeah so it's like okay well 
I mean, I get it. You want to keep throwing, throwing picks there on day three at running back. That's fine. I don't know. I, I'm kind of iffy on this draft overall. I, I think once again, a lot of it's going to come down to like, they, they took another corner, right. And they've yeah. clearly prioritized secondary. And uh, there was one guy, Marcus Harvey, I believe, who's, who was talking about like, yep. they could easily go corner first. And cause they, when they still had that first round pick. Yeah. Yeah. He, even when they had the first, they're talking about like, yeah, they could take. State wasn't it like in his parentheses and like his name, it was like corner at 13 or whatever. Yeah. It was 13. They had. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was clearly something that he, he, he nailed it. Like they, they went there early, like the secondary should be good. Yeah. And in the AFC it has to be. <laughs> so I don't know. I just feel like there's a little bit, a lot of project here. Yeah. Some of these guys, which is okay. Cause I guess you have Watson in this and you're not going anywhere in the AFC, but in terms of like building to now, I'm kind of iffy on I, even the Dawson yeah. Deaton selection just doesn't feel like the right fit for them. No. Um, so that was kind of weird to me. Like they could have there, there were some, there was still some zones. I mean, they would have done it early, but there were zone centers that they could have looked at. So, I mean, for me, I gave it a C plus. I wasn't, in, I just wasn't in love with it. Like it's almost a draft that I feel like almost has to have David Bell be good. Yeah. Otherwise, like it's it, it could be very underwhelming. Like I get the Winfrey love, and I think at one one it's good value, but yeah, I, know, I, I I gave a C plus. I think there's just a little bit too much projection here. It just felt more like this is a team of like longer building, which is fine. I mean, you're yeah. in the AFC and you have Watson, but like I don't know. This just felt like a unit that could contend, and I don't know yeah. if this will be the year, at least from this draft. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a B, so a little bit diff- different, I guess, but like yeah. My biggest thing was uh, just those first three selections were good to me, but it seems like they've always kind of taken shot at a corner or a safety. Everyone's gotten hurt, so they just keep continuously doing it. It's just like, okay, which one of these guys is going to stick? Yeah. But getting David Bell at 99 was great. Yeah, so. David Bell I, David Bell and Alex Wright were my favorite picks. Yeah. Sure. And so, those were the two ones I gave the highest grade as well. Yeah, th- those were good picks. So we're going to round out the AFC North here with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, pick 20, they took Kenny Pickett, quarterback from Pittsburgh, staying right at home. <clears throat> pick 52, George Pickens, wide receiver from Georgia. Pick 84, DeMarvin Leal, defensive lineman, Texas A&M. 138, Calvin Austin, the third wide receiver, Memphis. 208, they took Connor Hayward, tight end fullback from Michigan State. 225, Mark Robinson, linebacker from Mississippi. And then 241, they took Chris Oladokun, quarterback from South Dakota State. Mason, uh, thoughts on Pittsburgh's draft? Um, obviously you have to start with Kenny Pickett. Uh, everyone was kind of thinking, oh, they're going to take Malik Willis because that was what everyone, everyone saw Tomlin talking to him at the, uh, Reyes to senior bowl, but they took Pickett. So, but they also took Pickett. What was that? 50 picks before the next quarterback went off. Yeah. 54. I believe Ritter was, was 74th. And I'm just going to get it out of the way now. You take a quarterback that loves to, like, get out of the pocket so quickly, and one of your biggest pressing needs on the entire roster, you might have the worst offensive line in the league and you don't take a offensive lineman. I don't get it at all. Who is your starting left tackle, Dan Moore? Yes. You're going to put Mason Cole or Kendrick Green at center? 
Yes. Mason Cole couldn't even start well, in Arizona or Minnesota. They could put, I guess they could in theory put James Daniels at center. Technically, yeah. if they wanted to do that. But then why? But he's Mason also Cole their best guard. He's also their best guard. Yeah. So like I probably their best center, probably the best guard. Yeah. And, but it's like you can't play both. Yeah. You yeah. and then you put a worse player at one of those guard spots, too. It's sure take George Pickens, but that might be another. Antonio Brown saga diva thing all over again. I like DeMarvin Vial, sure. Yeah. I understand the feel good nature of Connor Hayward, but don't you already have a fullback? They do. Who also has a feel good story. And if you're going to take another quarterback, why don't you take Carson Straw? I have no idea, man. He was right there and he went undrafted. I have no idea. He got to Philly. Yes. He kept it at state. Did you take him? Oh, could you imagine? This is rough. This was not great. Like, like I like the receivers. Like, yes. I understand. Pickens can be Martavis Bryant right away. Yes. Like, he can be that type of player. And like Calvin Austin. Oh, man. A lot of people like him. I understand. Like, he's a good route runner and the explosiveness is there. But you doubled down there. And you kind of didn't need to double down there, no. even though you're really good at developing wide receivers or picking wide receivers, whichever it may be. Leal makes your defensive line fun. Like that's a, yes. that's a really good pick at 84. The last three picks. I don't even, I don't care. I don't like them no. at all. None of those. Um, and like you said, Carson strong available at 241. You could have doubled down this quarterback class and maybe one of them sticks and uh, you didn't. And you took Kenny Pickett at 20. Oh boy. Uh, I'm not saying, I don't think you, you probably couldn't have gotten Kenny Pickett at 52. Let's, let's no. get that out the way, but clearly um, you Nobody were the domino quarterback class. Yeah, like shocking once. I don't know. Like, I feel like people were trying to downplay it. They're like, Oh, the draft world's too low on these quarterbacks. Like, no, we were correct on the quarterbacks basically. Yes. And the NFL agreed. We were almost still took too one high. at 20. We were too high. Yeah, we were, we're kind of too high. Yeah, because no, nobody won the second. So I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. This this class was deep on the interior of the offensive line. You took and you didn't Connor Hayward and that linebacker when Jamari Sawyer. One. Jamari Sawyer was still there. They they had three chances after pick two hundred to take Rasheed Walker. They did not take him. Three chances to do so. Even if he doesn't pan out, I, I that's fine. Like people be like, oh, well, he didn't pan out. Well, still give competition somewhere on the offensive yes. line. Like you need to do something. He could be the third tackle on this team. <laughs> he might be the second tackle. Like they just put a lot of faith in more in a core of four, like all these guys. And it's like, well, Kenny Pickett, buddy. I hope Trubisky starts this year <laughs> for your sake, kind of, because <sighs> I, I hate it for both of them. They have the weapons. It's it's a real shame. Like, this is a team that's loaded at the skill positions. Najee yes. Harris, Pat Frymuth. They got those out of the way last year, right? And you you have Deontay Johnson. Claypool's now going to be a big slot because you drafted Pickens. Like, that's great. But, like, offensive line, also secondary, by the way. Uh, how's corner looking for you guys? <laughs> Not great. So, for me, I gave I, – I probably too – I mean, I gave it a D plus. So I, I you gave it a D plus. I sure did. I gave it a D. Okay. Well, there you go. I mean, just neither of us really like that. I mean, 
it, it was rough. It's rough. Yes. I, I, that's, that's, there's not much else to say about it. It's rough. So yeah, it's not great. It's rough, but uh, we'll take a quick break here for you guys. And we'll come back with the NFC North grades. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back here with the It's Always Draft Season podcast. Moving on to the NFC North now. And since we're going alphabetically, we got to start with, with Chicago Bears, who actually had, had a decent amount of picks this draft for yes. uh, moving up to get fields last year. So at pick 39, start things off, they went Kyler Gordon, cornerback from Washington. Pick 48, Jaquan Brisker, the safety from Penn State. Pick 71, Velas Jones, the wide receiver from Tennessee. Pick 168, Braxton Jones, offensive tackle from Southern Utah. Pick 174, they took Dominique Robinson, the edge rusher from Miami of Ohio. Pick 186, Zach Thomas, guard from San Diego State. Pick 203, Treston Ebner, running back from Baylor. Pick 207, Doug Kramer, center from Illinois. Pick 226, Jatir Carter, guard from Southern Pick 254, Elijah Hicks, defensive back, California. And pick 255, Trenton Gill, the punter from NC State. Mason, initial thoughts. Well, not I guess not initial thoughts anymore. We've kind of digested this. What are, what are your thoughts on, on the Bears draft uh, this time around? Um, as much as I hate to say it, I like what they're doing in the secondary, kind of finally addressing it a little bit. Uh, I do like Thomas Graham, but he's more of a slot corner than anything which now he gets to play that position because they did take that um same thing we said with Cincinnati they clearly had a plan to address their secondary and then they took Jaquan Brisker to finally get the Adrian Amos replacement per se yeah um but kind of outside of 
Braxton Jones and Dominic Robinson, who I really liked, really liked Dominic Robinson. I was actually kind of upset about that one. But after those two, it was just kind of weird for me, at least. Velas Jones in the third round is kind of a running joke at this point, just about everywhere. So my question is, what did you really do to help out your franchise quarterback? Yeah. That, that is the question, I believe. I mean, here's the thing. Like, Vilas Jones, in a vacuum. Yes. Not a bad player. I mean, no. we, we're dogging the pick like he's a horrible player. No. I think it was just like, you look at the what was there in the third round, and I checked to make sure. 17 picks before Jalen Tolbert comes off. And obviously 28 picks because we just talked about David Bell. Those two guys go that much after Velas Jones. It's kind of like, okay. Velas Jones, to me, is one of two things. He's either A, Paris Campbell, basically. Oh, boy. Which, again, Paris Campbell, solid college player, was utilized on speed. What did they do with him? They ran literal drags, and they ran him deep. That's all they did. So his heat maps was short to maximize the speed with the yards after the catch and run behind people. I think that's eerily similar to what Velas Jones is going to give you. Plus maybe okay. some kick return stuff, some return stuff, which is that's fine too. Special teams clearly matter. Um, everybody knows that. Uh, but like, I don't know, man. I listen. He's not a wide receiver one. No. So that expectation should be out the window. Can he contribute? Absolutely. Especially with the receiving core they have. I also don't get like the thing though is like everybody was like justifying it, be like he had the number one separation percentage. What does that cool. even mean? I, I watched him. I, I went back. And I was like, okay, what's the separation percentage got to do? I mean, there are definite times where he's running past people. Yes. And he has the speed to run past people. That makes total sense. But like, there's also times where he's catching touchdowns and nobody's covering him. Like somebody just forgot their assignment in zone coverage. And I'm like, well, that's not separation. Like that's just, yep. just bad defense, right? But again, like I said, I think him being Paris Campbell makes sense because that's where you're going to ask him to win. Like him as a route runner is it's rough. Bad. Like I know he had what that one rep of the senior bowl where like, Oh, he, he showed off the head fake. Yeah. Okay, great. He got on top of the guy to do so first of all. So like he stacked him first and then uh-huh. was able to do that. Like that's, that's good. You're in two. I go. There were times where he, he knew what he needed to run, but he didn't use his speed to sell it at all. So there was a rep against like, I think it was like, I want to say it was Kobe Bryant. It might, that might be wrong. It might be on different teams. It was against somebody who, who clearly had had a master class in, in understanding leverage and, and, and definitely body language where he was like, yeah, this guy's trying to run a dig on me. He, he's just not going to do it. He can't move me. So you have to be able to move defenders and man coverage. So that's me screams like, okay, this is a Z. This is a role player at receiver. You don't have a one like Darnell Mooney's nice player. Yeah, that's a that's like Darnell Mooney to me is like what I think a lot of people hope like Dotson becomes for, for Washington. Yeah. It's like just a very, very good number two be, uh, from what he can do. And like maybe even a lava as well in New Orleans. I just don't get that at 71 when you know you need a number one. And you had a guy with like some decent size, like not elite size, but a guy who could win at the catch point, win downfield. Maybe not the most refined player either, but like Jalen Tolbert would be nice in this offense. Yeah. And David Bell would be your chain mover. So, like, that'd be like Justin Fields' best friend. Like, I, I just cannot believe that those are the two you passed on for Velas Jones. So, yep. in a vacuum, not bad. But, like, and I, and as much as I want to dog them, the offensive line thing, I actually don't think, like, again, you're at 39. Five tackles came off the board. 
Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what do we do? Right. We're not just going to reach on. I even think at that point, Ryman and Gadecki both reaches at that point, yeah. even as well, 39 or 48. So it was like, okay, you know, I can take one there. Like I get potentially looking at the interior, maybe at that spot, but like green and Zion Johnson go off. Like Cole strange was picked in the first. It's like, where are you going to go after that? Like there were some options Parham, like was a potential option there as well. I mean, like you said, Gadecki, you can move him inside, but like, they didn't force the issue at offensive line, which I can't, I can't dog them that much for. Cause I think that's smart. They didn't like reach until Velas Jones, but they took two guys like Mason, as you said, in the secondary, that's going to be good. Yes. Tyler Gordon, Jalen Johnson is good. And Eddie Jackson, is, Eddie Jackson was, yeah. And Eddie Jackson always needed that guy underneath to help him out. Or he yep. could be the free safety. He could be the range guy. So that, and the Brits are going to do that. So very good. They did what I would have maybe liked the Chargers to do on day three was like, I was thought, okay, if the Chargers go like corner or receiver early, because we a lot of people mocked them that, right? Then it'd be like, okay, well, you got to throw all your resources out offensive line, hope one sticks on day three. Then the Bears did that. So I'm like, well, okay, the, they, they did it, but they, they took Zach Thomas, who I, eh, not, not much there. Doug Kramer having Illinois grad here. No, um, <sighs> no. But Braxton Jones, yeah, this is there. There is a lot of potential there, and I like I like that selection a lot. Dominique Robinson is just starting to play edge, really. So like, this is an interesting. Is he going to play immediately? He might have to. Which I don't like that. Oh, I mean, they've they've Quinn, they've they've Gibson, right? Yeah, they have Gibson. Who's a day three pick? Gibson will be the two. Yeah, so he won't, he'll, he won't play right away. But, like, that's that's toolsy. That's fine. So, like, I get it. They threw a lot of toolsy guys. You took the wrong Baylor running back, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I was just about to Chicago. mention that. Also, I mean, again, I know you took four offensive linemen. Why don't you take a fifth? Uh, you have good running backs, by the way, uh, if you didn't know. Montgomery, Herbert, like, that's good. Okay, so um, then you took a punter. Uh, it was none of the top four, so why would you take one? I could take another offensive lineman, so it's fine, I guess. I don't know, man. I, just like Carter could be interesting at guard, like where he needs. I think to Carter play. Carter's interesting. Carter and Jones is intriguing, but they're developmental yes. guys. Hundred percent. You kind of need one right now. But... Yeah, but see, it's so hard because you have to kind of like think, okay, process yeah. of the draft and how things fell versus like. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. They did, and that's what's really hard about this Bears draft. I think more than any. So I'm like, okay, well, if I looked at the Bears draft after two days, I'm like, all right, you need to throw a lot of picks at offensive line on day three. And they did it. They did. So I was like, okay, well, that makes sense. Now that two of the four, I mean, already, I kind of think that not really, but like and the other two are developmental, but it's hard to dog it. But at the same time, you absolutely can, because yeah, I think Felix Jones, like this might've been the draft to kind of just potentially look day three at receipt. I don't know. That, yeah, it's just it's it just felt a little left. discombobulated. Yeah, it felt discombobulated to me. Like, like Canard's uh, not a fit for them. That's that's a bad example. <laughs> it's a bad example. But like, they were definitely I feel like the process back. was okay, especially yeah. with the two first picks getting those defensive backs, especially with what was on the board. Maybe you take a receiver there instead, but maybe you take like a Kirby Joseph at seventy one instead when you take brisker and you get maybe a pickens there instead i don't know but obviously we're past that point yeah so i mean 
I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Yeah. It's I I, I gave it a D minus. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I, I gave it a C plus. I, I thought, like I said, I think yeah, we mentioned it. They did good. Some spots like process <clears throat> is 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 solid based on what happened before they picked. Could they have gotten aggressive with two picks to maybe go up and get somebody? Sure, maybe. But like, even at that point, like Cross went ninth. Yep. So you can't move that far up. So, I mean, it just kind of stunk because this was just not, this wasn't the tackle class to be like reaching at and they didn't do it. No. So it was like, okay, well, that's fine. They took two guys I liked to the top 50. And then it was like, well, okay, then 71. Was like, hang on a minute. Coming off the rails a little bit. We went really developmental. Who's going to be starting a tackle this year? Opposite Tevin Jenkins. Guess we'll find out. But yeah, yeah I get a C plus. So it'll probably be more similar. It'll probably be more. It probably will be. Which I mean, he didn't do terrible. He didn't do horrific. But, but I, I just feel like they're not in a position no. right now where it'd be like, oh yeah, everything's in place for Fields, and it is sucks. It sucks close. because I really like Fields. So, yeah, not not ideal. Um, okay. <laughs> On the seesaw of, of everything there in terms of trying to grade the Bears draft. Let's move to the Detroit Lions. This feels a lot more straightforward. Yep. Uh, pretty solid here. So the Lions, they did an interesting thing. They took well, they took Hodgson at two. And they did a real interesting thing. Yes, they moved up with 32, 34, and 66. Four picks, 12 and 46. And once the the instant, I thought the Lions are on the clock at yep. 12 right? You thought, oh, quarterback. Yep. Immediately. You're like, oh, oh, quarterback. They, they packaged both. Okay. Then the compensation came out a little bit and you're like, oh, maybe not. And it was not. They took Jamison Williams, wide receiver Alabama at 12. Took Josh Pascal, defensive lineman, Kentucky at pick 46, pick 97. They took Kirby Joseph, safety from Illinois. Pick 177, James Mitchell, tight end, Virginia Tech. Pick 188, Malcolm Rodriguez, linebacker, Oklahoma State. Pick 217, James Houston, edge rusher from Jackson State. Pick 237, they took Chase Lucas, the corner from Arizona State. Mason, uh, some thoughts on on what the Lions did. I really like what they did. Um, I'm actually, like the last few years, obviously, since Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have taken over, they clearly had some sort of structure and plan Last year, it was trenches, trenches, and more trenches. This year, you're getting kind of pass rusher and some help for your future quarterback. But Williams, they took, yeah, yeah. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I'm I, I, just trying to plug your mock draft there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I did. That's right. I forgot. What, but yeah. um, just their whole offseason plan, I really enjoyed it because they – Brought in DJ Chark to pair with Amara, and then they moved up 20 spots, although that compensation, which we'll get to in a little bit, for Jamison was a good move. It's a lot um, of but yeah. It's get you needed help at pass rush. And they got it. Hutch and pass pass that I'm just not even attempting because I my <laughs> brain is smooth right now. <laughs> but he tried. Even like the Malcolm Rodriguez and Chase Lucas selections. I like those on me. Yeah. You got your H back and probably what, tight end two? Absolutely. And you took another pass rusher, so that was clearly the plan. Sure, they didn't take a quarterback, but 
If you look at the weapons and the overall offense outside of Jared Goff, it's actually really good. And I dare I say, is their offensive line top three in the league? Probably. I mean, yeah. Like I saw something with them at one. I saw something with them at one and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, with Dallas falling apart and, and New Orleans losing Armstead, I mean. I don't hate it. I could, I mean, and I could see it. You know what? I'm just going to throw the hot take out there now. Detroit finishes second in the division this year. Woo! I might be out of range for one of the top two quarterbacks next year. <laughs> but, you know, such is life. They've got two ones. They do. They do and have two Jared ones. They do have two ones. So all bets are, yeah. I love the hot take there. First of all, that's, that was good. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you covered it like last year would have been like, Oh, maybe they could have taken a quarterback, right? Like yeah. having just traded for golf. Like that would have made sense. People are like, yeah. Okay. They, they have the future there. Well, clearly they saw something. I mean, again, it's one year, but like the quarterback class didn't do great last year. Granted they're in bad situations. A lot of them and some didn't play, uh, but I mean, they, they passed, they beef up the trenches. They got Penny Sewell by all accounts. I think is going to be very, 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 yeah. very good. So I think they're okay with that. And then this draft, they're like, you know what? We're punting again. This quarterback class is bad. Um, we're going to leave that alone. Pascal moves around this defensive line, which has a lot of really nice pieces on it. And you get Hutchinson, who's the high floor guy. Does he have a great year this year? I don't know. Six to eight sacks, I think is good enough for sure. me this year. Yeah. Jameson, I don't even care if he plays this year. I don't. He no. He, Probably shouldn't. Uh, if he, if you really don't yeah. think he's healthy enough, don't play him. Because who cares? Don't force him in. Because it's not winning not the Super be Bowl with Jared Goff. Who cares? Right? You're winning the Super Bowl when you package both these picks next year and move up for CJ Stroud. Right? That's your. That's that's the move. Right? Um, but like Kirby Joseph, yes, yeah. very nice. I think yes. the only thing, the only qualm would be like maybe. Maybe corner needed another look. I know they have yeah, a lot of young guys in the thinking. room. Yeah. Which is like fine. Like they have a lot of young guys, like Akuda coming back or Warrior. They draft Mel- uh, Melfonwu, right? So th- they have a lot of guys in that room. Yes. There's a question of do you believe in any of them at this point? Like Uruwari has shown some flashes at times and just yeah. Akuda's been hurt. And so we just didn't, we haven't gotten to see a lot of him. But other than that, like Malcolm Rodriguez, converted safety playing linebacker, he's, he's a good player. Um, at the collegiate level, he might play pretty quickly. He might, yeah. And, and and Mitchell, if they get really creative, this dude can do a lot of different things. Uh, yak guy, and, and he's a pretty big body for, for a receiving tight end. So for me, this is an A, yeah. Uh, it's it not Baltimore, well. no, but it's good. And, it's good. And Williams, Chark, Aminra may not be like super. This, this is not like the Bengals at receiver, but like, yeah, no. As a, it's, this is a very solid trio. It's impressive. And you, part, add in, you add in Hawkinson, you've got Swift out of the back. That's the, yeah. And that's the other thing. And Jamal Williams, like they're, Whew. they got some, they're, they're nice. If Mitchell becomes a good tight end too, like they're nice. And they can still go out next year and be like, you know what? Receiver class is good again. Like they always will be. And we'll get somebody else. But like, yeah, I, I love what they did. So I, I, I love it. Yeah. A for them. Yep. Um, might be the best of the division. We're, we're, We'll see what these next two teams are, obviously. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers now. Maybe shocked some people, I think, in round one. 
taking Quay Walker at pick 22 linebacker from Georgia going linebacker the first uh, when we didn't think they would do that. Pick 28, they went to Vontae White, defensive tackle, Georgia, 24-year-old. Many people thought they wouldn't do that. <laughs> so two off the bat and, and left Packers fans and Packers Twitter kind of in disarray. Yep. Even though it was like, listen, front seven's nice. We'll get yeah. to it. I was like, where's the receiver? Goody's mm-hmm. like, drops Mike, I got you. Moving up from 53 and 59 to pick 34 to select Christian Watson, wide receiver, North Dakota State. Then they get at pick 92, Sean Ryan, offensive Ooh. lineman, UCLA. My personal favorite, I think Mason's personal favorite yeah. as well. Uh, pick 132, they hit Romeo Dobbs, wide receiver, Nevada. Pick 140, Zach Tom, offensive lineman, Wake Forest. Pick 179, Kingsley and Igbare, as rusher, South Carolina. 228, Tariq Carpenter, safety from Georgia Tech. 234, Jonathan Ford, defensive tackle, Miami. 249, Rashid Walker, tackle, Penn State. And 258, Samore Toure, wide receiver, Nebraska. How the Packers do, Mason? Um, Before I kind of slightly go on a tangent, I just kind of want to say, like, day two and day three. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I love it. I love it. Sure, I there was a lot of hype around, like, Zach Thomas, like a second-round prospect. I was like, ooh. So, I mean, I yeah. right around where they took him, sure, yes. I had him as, like, an early fourth, and they got him late fourth, sure. Rasheed Walker and Toure in the late, very late seventh, yes, give me, yes, please. Dude. Especially Rasheed Walker. But, Dude. It's crazy. I – do you not feel confident in any of, like, the starting – like, the eight players on the offensive line that are going to be active on game? Do you, how do you feel about every position on defense? I'm good. Like same. So that's that's my answer to I question my question was my answer to your question. Yeah. Right there. But I'll just kind of go on the tangent now. Um there's if you watched any of like my live stream, I just I literally sat there kind of looking at the TV with like hand, hand like on chin, just looking at the TV like, huh. With the Quay Walker thing. Yeah. Because I was like, whoa. And yeah. To be honest, like I wasn't we talked about it early in one of the earlier episodes. We were like, we didn't agree with the Quay Walker hype a little bit. We didn't think it was real. Necessarily. No. no. But like if you would have told me it was Christian Watson at 22 and like Quay Walker at 53, sure. Fine. But at 22, because I was like, we're going to get one of like Daxton Hill, Karloftis, Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson being there was like, man, just run yeah. the card in. Yeah. Just run and the card so, in. I was like, okay, we're going to get one of those three. And you remember me last year with linebackers, right? Yeah. I remember the Zayvon I I Collins hype. First round, Zayvon <laughs> Collins, all the way. Then he, went, then he was picked by Arizona, and then you backed off, right? <laughs> And anyway, this year I was like, you know what? I'm fine not taking a linebacker at all. And what do they do? Take a linebacker in the first round. Something Green Bay has so never funny. done other than AJ Hawk. It's so but funny. It's it's so weird because like the front, the defense is stacked, especially after today. We're gonna have to get into the Alexander extension at some point. But it's so weird because I was like, okay, this is weird. Because I would have preferred 
Troy Anderson, Leo Chanel on day two. But like the it's player, so it's not a, it's not a, not a bag on Trey Walker because he's not a horrific player. He's a good player. But like at 22, I was like, oh, that's, that was my biggest thing because we, we couldn't really find a place for him in our two round box one time. I know. I told you we needed to include him. Yeah. I'm glad we included him. Uh, I didn't think Green Bay was the team. No, I thought it was me like Tennessee. That's that's a lot of yeah. I think most people thought it. Well, well Jacksonville, if they moved back into, was the other yeah. one, right? Like, yeah, which they did move back in, right? But it was for Lloyd. Yeah, that was shocking. I I have to go back because I feel like this would be cool to do to like go through all their picks and be like, I would have picked X at this position. We yeah. should do that and put it on the record, and we will. Yep. Um. I don't know, man. It's it's hard because hindsight's twenty twenty, right? If you told me, oh, yeah. you can get Leo Chanel at ninety two, I'd be like, oh, okay, great, do that, do that thing, like just take him, <laughs> just take Chanel at ninety two, right? And that would make total sense. I think, like, clearly for me, Ryan and Wyatt are my two favorite picks from oh, the yeah. first three rounds. Yep. It's very clear to me. Yes. And it's a it's a step down to Watson, and it's a step down yes. even maybe from that to Walker. But who cares what I think, truthfully? Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't, right? You shouldn't, even though you're listening and we appreciate it, you shouldn't care. Cause I'm sure, because I like not in love with the Watson selection, that Watson will be the best player in this draft class and probably be just a fantastic player. I think there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, uh, with Christian Watson. Now he can absolutely be a deep threat yak guy early on. That's fine. Yeah. Um, you need a one. He Gator claps the ball a little too much. Uh, there's a lot of steps at the top of his stem that just isn't efficient yet. When he gears down, that's okay at this point, right? This is even at 34. I feel like this is still a bit of projection to him and development that needs to happen. And to me, at this point, this year is hope the defense can carry you. I mean, it's been like that lucky. the last three years. The last two. Hey, 2020, the offense was number one in the league. So, but 2022 feels like defense carry. Yeah. 2023, if Rodgers is still here, which I, th- I think he'll be here at least. Two I think years. he'll be here. At least just imagine years. that him just retiring and put us in more salary cap hell. Okay. <laughs> 2023. I hope, I hope they add another pass catcher to the room. Yep. Now I said pass catcher doesn't have to be a receiver, I guess, but maybe Michael Mayer first Ooh. round. Anyway, Ooh. we'll talk, we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> but like, I do think there's still work that needs to be done in, in this receiver room because I, even yep. though I know, like both sides of the receiver argument are kind of dumb. Like the polar opposites are dumb. <laughs> it's like, we don't need them. Like you don't need them. That's not true. Look at the, fi- look at the final four teams in the league this year. Cincinnati had Higgins and chase. The chiefs had Hill and Kelsey. Yep. The Rams had Beckham and cup. The Niners had Kittle and Samuel. Those are two either very good or two elite options. This is a passing league. I know that LaFleur is going to try and keep it different, right? And run the ball a lot more. At some point, 
the pass catchers have to step up and be the guy. Okay. And it doesn't even have to be right. Like you don't have to have Devonte Adams necessarily, but I think having two like elite number two types in your room is yeah. what it's going to take. Unless you yeah. have an elite tight end, right? Unless you have the elite tight we end. We do not. Which we don't have. So this draft though is good. And yes. they built the trenches the right way. <sighs> This is fantastic. This is a masterclass. I in love it. Trenches. Ryan and Tom, fantastic picks. Okay. Those were two guys. I loved Sean Ryan. The moment I watched him, I'm like, man, this guy's going to be great. Like, can't wait. Wherever he lands, they too. He lands the Packers. Love that. Zach Tom, it, it could be the center, potentially, long-term if Myers doesn't pan out, right? Yeah. Then they get Enigbare, who just a really good rusher in the SEC in the fifth round. And – like Jonathan Ford, we talked about this. It's going to be yeah, probably kick, field goal protection, field goal block. Great. My only question is, is like the, is, is receiver. And I know that's such a nitpick because the defense looks phenomenal top to bottom. Like starting wise, there is not really a weakness on defense. Maybe linebacker too. We'll see with Walker Barnes. That's like really the question, right? From starters perspective, from a starters perspective, that's my only question. Mason's Mason's face makes it seem like he's not sold on that just yet. Uh, I would. Aren't we the only team that runs more than like twelve percent three safeties? Yeah, but I do think though, there's just no way that they're going to be doing that. Again, With all three corners signed like this. Yeah, I guess because I'm guessing a lot of that was when Jair was hurt last year and everything. Yeah, yeah, because we yeah. thought the Barry thing was real right when he was hired, and they didn't draft a safety early, and they were like, "Oh, maybe not." But then, yeah, Alexander gets hurt, so I think safety th- safety three is a question mark for sure. Yes, and, and if somebody goes down and you know not healthy, then then there's a question mark. But yep. starting across the board is so good on defense and like it's great it said they're like eight deep in offensive line now <laughs> that's what i'm and saying that feels really good green like, bay probably has the best overall depth yeah the league. and i know we over talk about pass catchers right and i went on a spiel even with the final four teams right but like ultimately what doomed the Bengals is offensive line yep so pass catchers matter Offensive line definitely matters. At least yes. three spots. At least three spots more than anything. I, I and do it's think typically the two tackle spots in center. Yes, hundred percent. But even the guard spots are going to matter, and so yep. they've done that, and that's why I gave them a B plus because yep. I think they did a very good job. My only questions are unfortunately at the top of the draft where you get more players hitting than not hitting relative to what day three is. And you took Quay Walker and Watson, who are two more projection guys, developmental upside plays at the position. Now, probably what's going to happen is that I said this is both are going to be the hits from the class and they'll be the starters, right? That's how that yeah. goes. But that's that's my that's the thing that kept it from an A because day two and day three were, were pretty much master class, in my opinion. Yep. So I, I, I also gave it a B plus. So well, there you go. Yep. Same page on the Packers draft, so we'll see. But we'll probably dive into wire receivers. Yes. We talk even more throughout the summer because we'll be going through the draft, right? That's our main thing. But 
yeah, I, I Green Bay was just just a hair under what Detroit did. I think Detroit, obviously, when you have the capital they did, they're probably going to yes. do better. Um, so okay, rounding out with the Minnesota Vikings. I don't even have their draft pulled up yet because we were just so gung ho Packers. I, I wasn't even thinking about next yet, but the Vikings moved back and a lot actually. Um, they moved back a ton. Uh, they moved back from 12 to get 32 and 34 and 66. They ended up holding on to 32 and 66, right? They moved back to 42. No, they moved back further than that. And they moved up to 42, right? And they yep. kept 59. Stop me. If uh, listeners stop and just, you can pause it and just kind of process what just happened. <laughs> um, but anyway, we'll go through the picks now. Pick 32. They took Lewis scene safety from Georgia. Pick 42. Andrew Booth, cornerback from Clemson. Pick 59, they took Ed Ingram, the guard from LSU. Pick 66, Brian Asamoah, the linebacker from Oklahoma. 118, they took a Caleb Evans, the cornerback from Missouri. 165, Asesi Otomewo, defensive end from Minnesota. 169, they took Ty Chandler, running back North Carolina. 184, they took the Darian Lowe, tackle from Illinois. 191, they took Jalen Naylor, wide receiver of Michigan State. And 227, they took Nick Muse, the tight end from South Carolina. Mason, thoughts on the Vikings 2022 NFL draft class? I like, uh, it's almost love the first two players. Yep. The process, though, is rough. Because as a Vikings fan, just put yourself in the mindset of you're a Vikings fan and you see in back to back weeks, like next year, Jamison Williams, 150 yards and two touchdowns. Andrew Booth. I'm at not that. Christian Watson, 125 and two. What do you do, even though you did try to fix the secondary? And you didn't get a first rounder next year out of it. You got a score, baby. You got a score, but you got Kirk Cousins. Which I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is bad. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. Your offensive line is still rough. And if I'm correct, Ed Ingram's in a starting role right now, most likely. Yeah. At one of the also- guards. Also, Ed Ingram, not the greatest dude, to be honest. Yeah. From the, uh, uh, and you continue to try to fix the secondary with the Caleb Will Evans. I that's do... a weird pick. Yeah, it's that's weird. A weird pick. Is he can play safety? So he can play safety. I don't know. I have no idea. I'll try to keep. I... You. I'll keep you going. I'm sorry. I like Ty Chandler as a prospect, but for Minnesota, why? <laughs> I don't get it. Um, Jalen Naylor, sure. Um, I guess it's it was just weird. Like, I like Questy and everything, but this was the process of trading down twice, moving down 20 spots, and giving your second back as well, and not getting a first next year. So, uh, so the way I have the list right now is uh, the draft itself is I <laughs> – I scrolled down and I can only see from pick 59 on. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just imagine if they didn't, if Booth and Scene weren't selections by the Vikings, Mason. Um, that's a rough draft if without those two. Yeah. It's rough. It's man. rough. But I love Lewis Scene and Andrew Booth. So yes. it's almost a pass because, again, when we talk about this, right? We dive into every pick. Good draft. You're probably going to get two starters. Hopefully those are two starters. 
because I like I said, I really like Booth like that. It's it's honest. rough if you don't have those two. Like it's rough. It's not good. It's not good without those two guys. Like I'm probably being generous with my honestly. I probably am with mine too, just because I really liked the scene of Booth. So. I love those first two picks, but that, so that probably influenced my grade heavily. You probably um, like super high, aren't you? Not super high, but I'm I'm I feel like it's probably middle road grade because okay. of those two being yeah, like, I think those only two. <laughs> but two starters, two starters yeah. would, be, would be good. But I agree with you, Mason. You said like offensive line. I mean, you're hoping that center can be fixed now with a new coach. Maybe. Hopefully. If not, I know a couple centers next year that you guys might be interested yep. in. Uh, we'll probably talk about those guys later in the summer. But uh, guy from Georgia, really good player. Anyway, um, yeah, the rest of this, I just I, – I don't love it. Like it's, Chand- Chandler, yeah. like you have three backs. You have three. It's the same like. thing we were talking about with Cleveland. You have Cook and you have Cook Light and you have Cook Super Light. Those are your three players at running back. <laughs> you didn't need a fourth. Why? Cook Super Super you don't Light. You need a returner. Amir Smith sets your returner. They drafted Jalen Naylor. He's he gonna return kicks too. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. The more I the more I look at it, the my grades are just in my grades <laughs> slowly getting worse. I mean, I'm gonna have to stop myself. I gave it a C plus, and without okay. those first two, it's oof. We're pretty close. Then I gave it a B minus, just because I just absolutely love. Boone oh yeah, Steen. yeah. And so, like when you look at the Bears and Vikings side by side, really quick, and you look at the top two selections, I like the Vikings top two selections better. Yes, they're they picked higher, so that makes sense. Yes, like, it makes sense. But still, like I liked Booth more than Gordon, who went before him. Yeah, and I like C more than Brisker, so that. That that it kind of came down to that. I was like, how do I kind of differentiate these two? But like, man, the rest they they better hope <laughs> that Booth and Cena are good players. I think they will be. Yeah, but boy, they better hope it. Yeah, like it's hard to root. It's kind of hard to root for Ed Ingram. I'm not gonna lie, but like, I mean that the potential is there to be a good guard. Aside from the off-field stuff, that's really hard to even look look, look away from. Like brush across or anything like that but like i don't know jalen naylor what does he do that that like amir smith marset doesn't do <laughs> now i may be just holding on for dear life on on the take of, of how i like Amir smith marset but still yeah vidarian low could be a nice third tackle though that's i actually pittsburgh what are you doing he was right there <laughs> there were some mason's gonna bring up uh jamari Sawyer so many times as like could have picked this guy and for a lot of teams, it's going to be true. We mentioned two of them already in this episode. I, you, I mean, you could kind of say Minnesota, same thing. Being on here, kind of could have said that. I don't know, Asamoah, undersized linebacker. That's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. And uh, Caleb Evans, I don't even, I don't know where you play him. I, I don't like safe safety. I, I guess I, it's a weird pick. I don't feel like they they did anything at edge rusher. And, like, I know they have two guys that they hope are going to start, but, like, beyond that, like, you didn't add much to your room when you feel like you're extending Cousins to be a contender. 
Yeah. So just all around, there's a lot of strange things with this one. Yes. But there <sighs> you have it. There you have it. The NFC North stuff was, I feel like we got a lot more into it than <laughs> the AFC North, but. Well, we that's because we were just too busy loving the Ravens and hating that's the true. Bears. That's true. That's true. That's true. There was, there was no real in-between between those two, but. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Draft Grades with the AFC and NFC North. I, I think this is, I think, potentially the most fun one just because there is a lot of, yeah, a lot of up and um, down. Yeah, it's, it's very roller coaster like between these two, between these eight draft classes. But very interesting to see how these guys pan out, especially the Steelers who might be starting a quarterback early. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is an interesting group. We'll have two more of these, obviously, before um, we wrap kind of wrap things in a bow for the. 2022 NFL draft. And then we'll kind of um, move yeah. on a little bit and we'll see where we take things uh, this summer, but um, stay tuned for those last two episodes and, and it'll be fun to see where we, we head after that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll see you guys in the next one.